With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Football is back, and the Friday night tradition continues. On Metro News, this is MVB Bank High School Game Night, early edition. It's time to recap high school football from around the state. Here are your hosts, Fred Persinger and Dave Jecklin. And good evening on a very chilly Friday night across the state of West Virginia. Welcome in high school game night week number 11. Hello, David. Good evening, Fred. How are you, young man? I am fine. Week number 11. Wow. Last week of the regular season, and I like what you said on Wednesday night's show. It's a full scoreboard it on week 11. That we all, do. doesn't always happen that way. Now, I can't remember, and I was thinking about that after our show Wednesday night, and by that I mean a full scoreboard. There are no games coming up tomorrow. They're yeah. all tonight. There were none last night. They're all tonight. 48, in fact. We have 11 games in AAA, 21 in double A, and 16 in single A. A total of 18 teams are idle tonight. And that's five in AAA, six in AA, seven in AAA. And uh, just getting updates. We like yes. that. Uh, but anyway, we do have some final scores coming in. We will have all of the scores, all of them final, before we leave the air tonight. And... We will have all three classes of the breakdowns for the playoffs. Now, our guy, and our guy is Joe Bricado. I talked with Joe, and Ed Forshee, by the way, is going to call us as well, as he always does. But I talked with Joe earlier this afternoon, and I said, Joe, we have to say it's unofficial, but how official are your pairings? And he said he was a 48 of 48 last year. That's pretty good. Pretty good. And he had some Correct, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> well, he didn't just guess 48. I mean, yeah. he was correct on, on 48 of 48. 48. So we'll see what happens tonight, but that'll be good. We'll have your playoff pairings for you. And again, they'll be unofficial until they're officially announced Sunday in Parkersburg at the WBSSAC. But again, I think tonight is going to be interesting already. Some interesting scores are coming in. So I say we get to the scoreboard. Our scoreboard brought to you by Comex Business Systems, your full service. Conica, Manolta dealer, David. All right, Fred, thank you. Let's got uh, go to the final scores here first. And in AAA, everything is still in progress on our scoreboards. We're going to start in AA where number two Bridgeport will go into the playoffs at 9-1. and one. The Indians hosting Phillip Barber tonight, and Bridgeport gets a comfortable 48 to nothing win. So the Indians, the 
second-ranked team in AA with a comfortable 48-0 win on Week 11. The Class AA Chick-fil-A Game of the Week, co-number fours in AA, Kaiser and Frankfurt meeting, and the Mineral Bowl was all Kaiser. The Golden Tornado beating Frankfurt 35-0. Kaiser 9-1 regular season. Frankfurt finishes the regular campaign at 8-2. Number 15, Liberty Harrison ensuring its spot in the AA field. The Mountaineers beating number 8, North Marion, 21-8. North Marion finishes at 7-3, and, and Liberty Harrison is at 8-2, and two, heading into the playoffs next week. Number 14, Mann, solidifying its playoff berth with a 33-8 win at Chapmanville. The Billies are 8-2. and two. Chapmanville season ends at 5-5. Five and five. Number 16, Lewis County, a winner. 7-3 now. The Mountaineer, or the Minutemen, excuse me. Lewis County beating Grafton 26-13. I was about that Liberty Harrison win and right. almost threw the Mountaineers nickname over to the Minutemen at Lewis County, but it was the Lewis County Minutemen beating Grafton 26-13. Elkins wins for the third time as the Tigers finish 2019 with a win 46-20 over Buchanan Upshur. Over in single-A, third-ranked Pendleton County bouncing back from a loss last week. The Wildcats beating Berkeley Springs 63-14. Number six, Tulsa wins at Hannon 42-6. Clay Battelle wins on the road at 100 to finish 6-4. The Seabees beating 151-0. So those are the final scores we have so far. On week 11, let's take a look at some of these games that are in progress in AAA, where number two meeting number 13, Cabell Midland, on the road at 13th ranked South Charleston. This game is in the second half. It's all Cabell Midland. The Knights leading the Black Eagles 41 to 7. That game's in the third quarter of play. In the fourth quarter, number three Spring Valley traveling the number eight Huntington. The Timberwolves leading Huntington 19-8 at games in the fourth quarter. In the third quarter, number four Parkersburg South is going to finish the regular season 9-1. The Patriots running away from number 11 Parkersburg 49-7. South leads that one in the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, number six Wheeling Park, a 20-point lead over number 16 John Marshall. The Patriots up 41-21 in Monarch Stadium. The Chick-fil-A Class AAA Game of the Week, number 10 Capital, taking on number 7 George Washington, GW hosting Capital, and has taken a 14-13 lead. That game is in the third quarter. Number 9 Greenbrier East in the fourth quarter, leading Riverside 6-0. Final score now in AAA, number 12 Spring Mills is 6-4 as the Cardinals go into the playoffs with a 28-20 win over Hedgesville. Number 15, Preston, trailing at Brook in the second half. 12-0, the Knights trail the Bruins in the third quarter of play. Also in the third quarter, Hurricane looking for its fourth win, leading St. Albans 31-6. Ripley at home beating Ravenswood 29-0 in the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, Washington on top of Jefferson, 21 to 14. Games in progress in Double A at East West Stadium. Double A top-ranked Fairmont senior well on its way to a 10 and 0 record. 
The Polar Bears leading East Fairmont in the fourth quarter, 56 to nothing. Number three, Polka is shutting out Wayne in the fourth quarter, 32 to nothing. In a game at Mitchell Stadium where admission was free, number four, Bluefield is leading Beckley Woodrow Wilson, 28 nothing in the third quarter of play as Mitchell Stadium was named as the top high school football venue. So admission was free at Mitchell Stadium and Bluefield leading the Flying Eagles 28-0 in the third quarter. Also in the third, 10th ranked in AA, the Grizzlies of Nicholas County, Gene Morris's ball club leading Princeton 28-0 in the third. In the fourth quarter, number 11 Mingo Central has a three touchdown lead over number 11 Winfield. The Miners are on top 41-20 over the Generals on the road. In the third quarter, Liberty Raleigh had a lead at number 11, Wyoming East, 20-14. Single A, number 14, East Hardy, a 20-point lead at Petersburg. Well, kind of at Petersburg. It's 26-6. East Hardy has the lead. Supposed to be Petersburg's home game tonight, but they moved it over to Moorefield. They had a fire at the field house at Petersburg High School, so... The East Hardy-Petersburg game, Petersburg's home game, is being played at Moorefield. East Hardy has a 20-point lead, 26-6 in the fourth quarter. In the third quarter, Clay County leading Braxton County, 16-6. In the third, Point Pleasant leading at James Monroe, 23-14. In the fourth quarter, Lincoln County looking for its first win, leading Sherman 12-0 in the fourth quarter of play. Oak Hill has a win. The Red Devils finished 2019 at 3-7. Oak Hill knocking off Westside 41-14. In the third quarter, Robert C. Bird is leading Lincoln 16-3. In the fourth quarter, Roan County has a 14-7 lead at Sissonville. If Roan County can hold on and win, this long year for Roan County will finish at 5-4. Sissonville is uh, coming into this game at 6-3. The Indians outside of the playoff hunt in double-A and trailing Roan County 14-7 at home in the fourth quarter. On the single-A scoreboard, the top-ranked team, Doddridge County, was on the road at number 9 Tigers Valley tonight, and Doddridge County has a 40 to nothing lead. That game is in the third quarter. Tigers Valley is going to fall to 7-3 heading into the playoffs. Doddridge County is going to complete an undefeated regular season at 10-0. Number three, Pendleton County has knocked off Berkeley Springs tonight, 63-14. The Pendleton County Wildcats are now 9-1. In the third quarter, number four, Greenbrier West is going to finish 9-1. The Cavaliers have a 26-point lead at home in the third quarter over Mountview, 38-12. The Chick-fil-A Class A game of the week has moved into the third quarter where number six, St. Mary's, is leading Tyler Consolidated 28-20. Tyler Consolidated needs a win to make the uh, single-A playoffs and a trail at St. Mary's in the third quarter, 28-20. Pocahontas County, a big lead at number eight Midland Trail, 49-7. That game's in the fourth quarter. In the third, number 10 Wheeling Central, 40 Magnolia nothing. Wheeling Central with the win will go into the playoffs at six and four. Number 15, South Harrison, a 30-point lead at Tucker County in the fourth quarter. South Harrison leading Tucker 54-24.
Also in single A, rounding out the scoreboard on week 11 in the fourth quarter, Gilmer County leading Meadow Bridge 7-2. In the third, Valley Wetzel on top of Payton City 18-12. And early, Webster County had a 26-0 lead over Montcalm. That ball game is at Webster County, and that game was approaching halftime. Let me tell you something about a team that uh, we've talked about all season long, and that is Doddridge County. Obviously, Doddridge County is for real. They go on the road tonight and beat Tigers Valley 46-7. to We're joined now by Greg White, who had the call of the game. And, Greg, a very impressive performance by Doddridge County. Boy, I tell you what, guys. Doddridge County, absolutely for real. Hunter America, we knew he was going to be hard to stop, and he was in the first half. He did not play in the second half. In the first half, Hunter America, 192 yards and four touchdowns on the night. What really impressed me the most about Doddridge County, again, Hunter America didn't play in the second half. That defense, they held Tigers Valley to 81 yards a total offense on the night. Tigers Valley lone touchdown came late in the game on a 46-yard screen pass from Josh Bright to Daniel White. So Doddridge County comes in, dominates over 400 yards of offense tonight, and they get the win over Tigers Valley, 46-7. to And I'm pretty sure that sews up the number one seed for them throughout the playoffs. Yeah, it does. And, and Greg, i just just curious. Was it Coach Bobby Burnside's decision not to play Hunter in the second half because the game was over? What, what was that? Yeah, that was pretty much it. The quarterback, Noah Bumgarner, and uh, Hunter America both did not play in the second half. It was a 40 to nothing halftime score. And I think you got to say that's smart on Coach Burnside's part. You know, because you've got a stellar running back, a good quarterback, who, by the way, Bumgarner threw for 116 yards in the first half and a touchdown as well. So you really, you know, give those guys some rest, don't want to take a chance on them getting hurt. And so, yeah, coach's decision, they had a dominating, commanding lead and decided to rest those guys up. And, again, they get the win tonight, 46-7. to Greg, good job, buddy. We'll talk with you later, okay? Sounds great. Thank there, you, sir. There you go. Greg White with the call of that one. And, uh, yeah, Dave, I mean, Doddridge County, they're for real. Yeah, I tell you what, everybody talks about Hunter America and, and the job he does running the football. But Noah Bumgarner has also had a nice year. He's a 6'3 senior quarterback for Doddridge County. And that defense has just been strong all year for Bobby Burnside. Really, a couple of years in a row, they've been strong defensively. Yeah, you're right. Doddridge County gets the win tonight, 46-7. They end the regular season at 10-0. Tigers Valley in the playoffs. They drop to 7-3. and More scores coming up. Stay with us. It is high school game night. If you're looking for a multi- Football is back, and the Friday night tradition continues. On Metro News, this is MVB Bank High School Game Night, early edition. It's time to recap high school football from around the state. Here are your hosts, Fred Persinger and Dave Jacklin. Back in again, week number 11 of the high school football season, final week of the regular season, and... 48 games being played tonight. It's uh, 18 teams are idle. 18 teams finished the regular season last weekend. We do have some final scores. And by the way, we'll be hearing from play-by-play guys all around the state. We'll get an update on the state high school soccer tournament being played this weekend in Beckley. Some final scores 
uh, are already in today. Winfield, who won the uh, Class AA Girls Championship last year, they got upset today by Oak Glen. 1-0 was the final score there. Uh, Fairmont Seniors boys won earlier today. So we'll have, uh, I think, Greg Reed from the WVSSAC is scheduled to call the show when those games are final in Beckley. All three championship games will, I guess all four championship games yes. will be tomorrow in Beckley at the Paul Klein Stadium there. So I'll tell you what let's do. Let's get you caught up on scores right now. Comax Business Systems is your full-service Konica Minolta dealer. If you reach out to Comax to discuss how their managed IT and managed voice services can take the worry out of your business's networking system. For more information, go to Comax Business Systems, Comax. WV.com. David? All right, Fred, we have some teams who are trying to finish the regular season at 10-0. and 0. As you may remember, back in Week 10, Martinsburg finished at 10-0 and 0 with its win over Musselman. Now, tonight in Week 11, some other schools trying to join them with an undefeated regular season. Number one in single A, Doddridge County is 10-0. and 0. The Bulldogs have beaten ninth-ranked Tigers Valley 46-7 tonight. Hunter America with four rushing touchdowns 192 yards on the ground. In double-A, Fairmont Senior is going to finish 10-0. The Polar Bears finishing off a win at East-West Stadium over East Fairmont. The game's 56-0 in the fourth quarter, and that will put Fairmont Senior into the playoffs undefeated. Also going in undefeated, number three, Polka, has a 32-0 lead in the fourth quarter over Wayne. So the Polka Dots will go into the playoffs as well at 10-0. Over in AAA, looks like number two Cabell Midland also is going to be undefeated heading into the playoffs as the Knights have a 34-point second-half lead at South Charleston. Number two Cabell Midland, 48, 13th-ranked South Charleston, 14. So it looks like we got some 10-0 teams, a couple in AAA, a couple in AA, and of course, one there in single A with Doddridge County already completing a 10-0 regular season. A lot of 9-1 teams in uh, in single A. So you're going to have Ritchie County most likely going in at 9-1 as Ritchie County was leading at Calhoun County. 20-0 was the score we had in the first half of that one. Pendleton County has finished off a 9-1 regular season as the Wildcats beat Berkeley Springs 63-14. Fourth-ranked Greenbrier West is going to go into the single-A playoffs also at 9-1 as the Cavaliers lead Mountview 38-12. That game is in the fourth quarter of play. Over in double-A, you're going to have a handful of 9-1 teams as well as second-ranked Bridgeport has beaten Phillip Barber 48-0 tonight. Number four, Bluefield, and also co-number four, Kaiser, are going to go in at 9-1 as well. Bluefield is finishing off a win at home over Beckley. That game is in the fourth quarter, and the Beavers have a 48-6 lead. Kaiser beat Frankfurt tonight 35-0. So you're going to have Kaiser at 9-1, Bluefield at 9-1, Bridgeport at 9-1 in AA, as well as Fairmont Senior and Polka sitting at 10-0. Over in AAA, if Spring Valley can hold on at Huntington, an eight-point Timberwolves lead in the fourth quarter, Spring Valley would be 9-1 heading into the playoffs. Huntington is ranked eighth in the state, hosting Spring Valley tonight, and it's 19-11 Spring Valley. That game is in the fourth quarter of play. 
Number four, Parkersburg South has just knocked off number 11, Parkersburg. The Patriots beating the Big Reds 49-14. So Parkersburg South will be 9-1 when it goes into the playoffs. Cavill Midland has just scored again, now leading South Charleston 55-14. So in AAA, you're going to have a couple of 10-0 teams in Martinsburg and Cabell Midland. You're going to have a couple of 9-1 teams in Spring Valley and Parkersburg South. And that's going to make up your top four schools in the AAA field. So kind of give me a little bit of an idea as the scores start coming in and, and the playoff seedings start to uh, kind of unfold. We have a couple of undefeated teams in AAA, a couple of undefeated teams in AA, and one undefeated team in single A, Fred. By the way, another final score just into our scoreboard. Mango Central all over Winfield tonight. That was two number 11 teams battling 55-20, the final score. So Dalen Gold and, and Drew Hatfield and Devin Hatfield and the crew uh, victorious tonight. Alex Wietersville joins us now. Alex had the call of the game Trinity Christian and Wirt County. How'd your game end, buddy? Uh, it was a 35 nothing win for Wirt County. This one, no real playoff implications on the line, but a nice night for the seniors from uh, Wirt County as Trinity Christian, uh, you know, traveling on the road uh, their final two weeks of this season and a really banged up uh, Warriors squad came in and, and they fought really hard very early. Great fourth down and goal stop on the first drive of the game, and, and after that, it was really all downhill after a blocked punt through the back of the end zone. Uh, led to 35 unanswered Wirt County points. Uh, they actually abbreviated the second half due to, uh, I mean, Trinity really having a lot of injury issues these last couple of weeks. So it was just an eight-minute uh, fourth quarter, eight-minute third quarter and an eight-minute fourth quarter. But uh, Trinity doing what they did most of the season where they, they fought quite hard in the first half and um, the depth just not there for this program yet as they finish the season on an eight-game losing streak after uh, two pretty spectacular wins to, to start their program rebirth. Yeah, I think, Alex, that was the real key, at least for me, with football coming back to Trinity Christian out of Morgantown to come out of the gate, beat Mapletown, Pennsylvania 38-34. They beat Hannon 42-0. You thought, hey, maybe something is there. Of course, I'm certain the schedule got a little tougher, and as you mentioned, the injury started to add up. But still, I, I thought a good performance since football hadn't been there for a while. Oh, absolutely, and, and it was there was a lot of excitement after you know starting uh, with those first two wins. But you know, it wasn't just some bad luck off the field or on the field. It was bad luck off the field. You lose your starting quarterback in a non-football related injury uh, midway through the season and, and lose him for the season. And then at that point, there is no backup quarterback on the roster. So you move your, your best athlete, your, your, your freshman running back who had four touchdowns in that win over Hannon and two sacks. Uh, from the defensive side in the win over Mapletown, and he's all of a sudden got to play quarterback for the first time in his career. So, um, and, and he didn't stay healthy as he took he took a lot of shots this season. But uh, the numbers started dwindling just from a health perspective. But the foundation has been laid. There's a lot of excitement about the middle school program. There's only four seniors, uh, and you've got a couple of guys who were ineligible to play this year who are going to play next year. Uh, so there's a lot of excitement, or there at least should be a fair amount of excitement about what the program could look like you know, seven, eight months from now. Uh, but they had to get through this sort of first slog of the season. Uh, and, and it's tough when you start with 19 guys. It's even tougher when injuries bring you down to 12 and you've got, 
you know, starting tailbacks who are, who are, you know, really forced into playing offensive guard at that point. Yeah, and that's also, you know, they had the football years ago at Trinity and, and talking to some people involved with it. You know, there's a, a big cost for that, just the equipment. And and that was one of the issues they had before was not just the numbers, but also the financial aspect. I mean, it's, it, it's a lot for a school like Trinity to put that together. So what's kind of been the mood as far as the administration and the coaching staff, et cetera? You talk about the players, you talk about getting some enthusiasm, but how about from the administration standpoint how do they feel the first year has gone simply financially and, and to be in a position to obviously have the football program and continue to grow in years to come well they think there's a lot of room for potential here room for potential growth here and, and there's been definitely a unified front not just among uh your your administration the superintendent and the athletic director john folks who's also the basketball coach but uh you know head coach marcus law and and this team they they believe that with this very vibrant eighth grade program and of course now having the stadium up on the hill they're not traveling half an hour anymore uh to fairmont for home games uh they feel that there's not only room for growth but there's room for i think what's probably more important than growth is some level of stability and i I think that's the that's the key here is knowing that they've the, the whole reason this really got started was the excitement over the middle school program and we haven't even seen the fruits of that labor yet so uh, I think that's really where you, you key in on the concept of stability. All right, my friend. Great job all season long, and uh, we look forward to working with you again, okay? All right. I can't believe it's over, guys. I know, man. It's crazy, isn't it? It goes by <laughs> fast. It does indeed. All right. Alex, yeah, have a great playoff run. Thank you, partner. Alex Wiederspill, he called the games uh, this year for those uh, Trinity Christian Crusaders. I. You know, when I when I look, by the way, final yeah. score also tonight, big win for Greenbrier East. Spartans go on the road and beat Riverside 25-6. to Greenbrier East is going to get to host a playoff game. I can't wait to talk to Soup Campbell. He's going to be excited, isn't he? Yeah, he will be. I wonder when the last uh, – he's mentioned it before, right. the last time they've hosted a, uh, a playoff game. 96, I think. And uh, I, We'll I, check. There was a year somewhere in there where like a university or a Morgantown – had to go down, I want to say, to Greenbrier East and play. We may have to try to effort that to see if uh, what that exactly was back in around 96. But but great for Greenbrier East. Now for Riverside, uh, they were going to clinch a playoff berth with a win, and Riverside came in 14th, 4-5 and five on the year. Had a playoff berth on the line. Of course, now we'll just have to wait and see uh, where that slides. Riverside, Hurricane was needed a win and some help at number 17. In AAA, and and Hurricane has a uh, thirty-eight to six lead. That game is in the third quarter. So if, when Hurricane finishes off St. Albans for that win, Hurricane will be four and six. That'll leave Riverside at four and six. I'm not even going to try to figure out the math from that standpoint, but just to let you know that uh, a, a loss for a team like a Riverside may give some hope to a team like Hurricane that was sitting at seventeen. Yeah, I think that's what they needed. Uh, final playoff spots. There were five teams. For four spots. Right. The five teams were South Charleston, Riverside, Preston, John Marshall, and Hurricane. Simple. You win, you're probably in. Well, South Charleston's getting beat. Riverside got beat. Uh, John Marshall's getting beat. Hurricane's getting beat. Preston no, Hurricane's was, win, is Hurricane winning? Hurricane's, Hurricane's winning. winning, but Preston's losing as well. So everybody so above them like, is losing. Looks like Hurricane quite possibly gets to go to Martinsburg. We had a year years ago, and I'm not going to pretend like I can remember what year it was or what teams were involved. But I remember we watched the scores, and it was like a team that was sitting at 20 or 21 
that won their game well, right on the- and they climbed up and got to like 16 I want to say cuz literally all the teams from like 11 to 16 lost. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and it so, is. So, and there was teams in front of them were idle, etc. So, yeah, Hurricane with all the teams losing in front of them uh might be will be in very good shape to make the top 16. How about George Washington? They just took the lead again. They lead Capital now 22 to 16. That ball game is in the fourth quarter, and that game's been going back and forth as Capital led at halftime, uh, a defensive touchdown, uh, and on intercept pass interception. Uh, but uh, wow, GW is back now on top at home. Field was a little wet. I was watching some of the game on the Metro News Channel, and the field was a little wet, a little muddy, and. Uh, GW taking advantage of it right now. Yes, it's 7-10 matchup. George Washington at number 7, Capital at number 10. And as you know, in the first round of the playoffs, the uh, seedings add up to 17. So 7 plays 10, if you will, 5 plays 12. Uh, has it up to 17 in that first round. So it's kind of like a first-round playoff matchup, so to speak. I mean, it's a 7-10 matchup, and it's playing like that with, uh, as you mentioned, back and forth on the scoreboard, GW and the Chick-fil-A Class AAA Game of the Week. Leading Capital at home, 22-16. to 16. Need to take a break. I come back. I'll join Luke Wiggs. He's been calling the games all season for Clay Battelle. We'll let you know what happened in that game when we return. Stay with us. You can hear it throughout the hills. The passion. The excitement. The tradition. High School Football is back. And on Metro News, this is MVB Bank High School Game Night with Fred Persinger and Dave Jecklin. Over the next two hours, the guys will bring you scores, stories, interviews, and more. Tonight's show is being brought to you in part by the West Virginia School Service Personnel Association. Bigger, better, stronger. By Glenville State College, home of the pioneers. By Help and Hope WV and Prevention First. By the West Virginia Coal Association and Friends of Coal, committed to clean energy, your job, and better quality of life for all West Virginians. By the West Virginia Motorcycle Safety Program. And by MVB Bank, your most valuable bank. Member FDIC. Now your hosts for MVB Bank High School Game Night, Fred Persinger and Dave Jecklin. And good evening across this great state of West Virginia. Rather chilly across the mountain state tonight. Welcome in. It is high school game night week number 11. That is the final week of the regular season. 48 games being played tonight. 48 games this weekend. Every game played tonight and we'd like to see that good evening david good evening fred a lot of final scores coming in we're going to get to that for you here in just a moment right now luke wiggs joins us and uh clay battelle ends the year with a six and four record with a 51 nothing shutout of 100 tell me about the game luke well, it was a dominant performance for Clay Battell tonight. And as you mentioned, 6-4 and four to finish the regular season, the winningest team in Montegalia County. A pair of touchdowns for their two running backs, Sean Hayes and Carson Shriver. Some receiving touchdowns through the air by Drew Diletto and Noah Sollers. And a safety to top it all off. Clay Battell at 100 High School. Temperature in the low 20s. There was some standing water that finished as patches of ice on the field by the end of the game. But Clay Battelle is victorious, 51 to nothing. the final score as they cap off their regular season. Uh, you know, it is a statement of fact, but I like the way you slid that in there <laughs> about the winning his team in Montegalia County. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's something that they'll definitely boast as they uh, go into the offseason. And talk about how this Clay Battelle uh, program and the CBs, they finish at 6-4, and four, uh, Luke. I almost said Kyle, Luke. Um, 
<laughs> How did the CB shape up heading into 2020? I mean, what do they have coming back? I mean, obviously, it was a good year. They finished six and four. They finished strong. What's coming back for Clay Battelle next year, and can they make that push to finish in the top 16 next season? Well, absolutely. The player you want to watch out for is uh, Carson Shriver. He was a freshman this year, and he's got some blazing speed in the class single-A level. He's going to get the majority of the workload at quarterback next season. Uh, most of the receivers are back. Noah Sollers, he's a six foot four target. Uh, he'll be back as well. And their leading tackler, sophomore linebacker, Daniel Gorby, uh, he, he's just a physical specimen. All those players will get a, a year older. They'll go into the weight room. And uh, from what I've heard, the JV team has doing, been doing extremely well uh, for uh, Clay Battelle, Mason Chisler being one of those players. So the pipeline is good. And I talked to Ryan Wilson about that before the game, and he's very, very optimistic as they've turned their focus towards the years to come. Well, great job, my friend. Now get in the car, get warm, and safe travels back home, okay? All righty. Thank oh, you. There you go. Luke Wiggs, who called the games this season for the CBs of Clay Battelle. Greg Carey joins us now. And Greg. Uh, to take nothing away from Liberty Harrison, this is a surprise for me tonight. A little bit of a surprise for me, too. You know, I was on the record taking North Marion, but desperate teams are always dangerous, and Liberty played with a lot of desperation. They take the unconventional route to the playoffs, fell flat last week on the road at Roan County, where they were suddenly beaten in what most people would consider an upset. And they turn around and kind of lay it a very solid North Marion team to ensure themselves of a playoff spot. And the Mountaineers are heading to the postseason after an impressive 21-8 win. Yeah, and that's something. They they needed this win tonight. And uh, like you say, when your back's against the wall, uh, you, you bow your back and you play better. And uh, a great job by, by the Mountaineers. It was. And, you know, a lot of credit to their coaching staff. They pulled out all stops. They took an early 7 nothing lead. They followed it with a successful onside kick. And immediately after, you know, a team that has really prided themselves on the running game was able to open it up on the first play after recovering that onside kick. They threw a 46-yard touchdown pass to go up 14 nothing. And for, a, you know, a power defensive-minded team that likes to run the ball like Liberty, playing with a lead is very important. They were able to do that throughout tonight. There you go. All right, my friend, great coverage, and we'll talk again soon, okay? I appreciate it. You guys have a good night. There you go. Greg Carey, who had uh, coverage of the game, Liberty Harrison and North Marion. We're joined now by Eddie Mazzella. And, Eddie, uh, you win on a closing note, and, and that's the way you close out a season with a big win. Yeah, Fred, it was a big win tonight. You know, good for our seniors. You know, beat Montcalm 51-8. to eight. Uh, You know, we played a really tough schedule. When you start looking – I want to talk about a couple of kids, if I can just have a few minutes, a couple of kids, what they ended up with their senior year. But, you know, we played Ritchie County. They're, they're not number two. Greenboro West is four. And I'm not sure, you know, how they're going to pan out. It looks like Tigers Valley probably lost tonight, but they're going to make the playoffs. And there's a few other teams that we played. So we didn't play, you know, an easy schedule. And, you know, just to throw some stats at you, just real quickly for the year, Dawson Tharp, is one of our kids that's on that four by one, four by two relay team that was state champion and set the state record. He finished the season ninety eight carries for hundred ninety eight carries for nine hundred and three yards. He scored twelve touchdowns. He had a total of eighteen catches for four hundred and ninety three yards, twenty seven point four average, eight touchdowns. He had sixteen hundred and sixty nine all purpose yards, and then he scored a total 
uh, 20 touchdowns. He had four two-point conversions and a kick for 129 points on the year. Now, Reese Nutter, the other running back who's also on that 4-1, 4-2 team, he finished passing because he passed some of this uh, offense run. He was 14-27, 341, five touchdowns. Then, rushing on the year, 145 carries, 1,517 yards. He caught the, uh, nine passes for 146 yards. He ended up with 2,002 all-purpose yards. He scored 21 touchdowns, had seven two-point conversions, and scored 140 points. And like I said, those two guys just did a great job for us. And I just wanted to get that note out there because I hope maybe the sports writers will look and see, hey, Webster County played a tough record, and those two guys deserve something at the end of the year. All right, my friend. Good job as always. I appreciate you calling in, and uh, we'll talk with you in basketball, I'm certain. Hey, we'll see you in basketball, Fred. I don't know if we can do what we did last year, but we're going to give her a go. There you go. Eddie, I appreciate it, my friend. (laughs) Eddie Mazzella with Webster County joining us there. Uh, David, let's tell you what let's do. Let's get you caught up on some scores for you. Our scoreboard presented by Comax Business Systems, your full service, Konica, Minolta dealer. All right, Fred, thank you. We're going to have a couple of 9-1 and one teams in the AAA playoff field coming up one week from tonight as number three Spring Valley has knocked off number eight Huntington. 19 to 11, so the Wolves are 9-11, and 11, as are fourth-ranked Parkersburg South, the Patriots, beating number 11 Parkersburg 49 to 14 the big reds go into the playoffs at 5 and 5 Parkersburg South at 9 and 1 number 6 Wheeling Park is 8 and 2 a 20 point win for the Patriots at number 16 John Marshall tonight 20 point win on the road John Marshall is now 4 and 6 number 9 Greenbrier East hosting a playoff game next weekend as the Spartans Finish the regular season at 7-3. Greenbrier East winning at number 14, Riverside, 25-6. Number 12, Spring Mills, a winner. An eight-point victory over Hedgesville, 28-20. Ripley a shutout Ravenswood, 36 to nothing. Over on the double-A scoreboard, number one Fairmont Senior is 10-0 as the Polar Bears beat East Fairmont, 53 to nothing. Number two, Bridgeport, 9-1 into the playoffs. The Indians shutting out Phillip Barber, 48 to nothing. Number four, Bluefield has just finished off Beckley Woodrow Wilson to go 9-1. The Beavers with a 48-15 home win. The Class AA Chick-fil-A Game of the Week. Co-number fours, Kaiser hosting Frankfurt. And the Mineral Bowl goes to Kaiser. The Golden Tornado beating Frankfurt. 35 to nothing. Number 15, Liberty Harrison jumped out to a 14-0 lead at home and held on to beat North Marion 21-8 as Liberty Harrison finishes 8-2 into the playoffs next week. The Huskies are 7-3 with the loss tonight. Number 10, Nicholas County, a 36-6 winner over Princeton. Number 11, Mingo Central knocking off co-number 11, Winfield. 55 to 20. Number 14, Mann is 8 and 2 as the Hillbillies beat Chapmanville 33 to 8. Number 16, Lewis County, a home win over Grafton to go 7 and 3. The Minutemen beating the Bearcats 26 to 13. Clay County and Elkins are both winners tonight. Clay County beat Braxton County 16 to 6, and the Elkins Tigers knock off Buchanan Upshur 
46 to 20. As I mentioned earlier, the WVSSAC State Soccer Tournament is going on this weekend at Paul Klein Memorial Sports Complex in Beckley. And we're joined now by Assistant Executive Director of the WVSSAC, Mr. Greg Reed. And Greg, uh, I know it's uh, very, very balmy in the Beckley area. I used to live there, so I know how warm it stays. Uh, (laughs) You have some final scores for us from today's action? We do. We do. We have eight games completed today after 12 hours of play. Wow. Wow. How cold was it in Beckley today? Uh, we started off at 930 this morning, and it was uh, 27 degrees. And it warmed up, too? And then too? we just finished at 9. Yeah, well, it warmed up to about 33, and then we <laughs> finished at 9 o'clock tonight, and it was back to 27 degrees. No doubt. So. No doubt. So, yeah. all right, let's, let's take it to, as we go. The Class AAA Boys Semifinals, how did that match up today? Uh, AAA Boys, uh, George Washington beat Hedgesville. Three zero, and uh, Cabell Midland beat University. Uh, went through both overtime periods and ended up with kicks from the mark. And uh, Cabell Midland beat University one zero. Wow. Okay. Two, so, uh, two good. We have Cabell two good games. Midland versus George Washington. Yeah. Two good games. So that championship will come up tomorrow and uh, gets underway around ten thirty tomorrow morning. That's correct. Okay, let's move to the Class AAA girls semifinals today. Okay, we had Morgantown uh, winning over Hurricane two to one, and we had Hedgesville beating GW two to one. So two two other good games. So you'll have a new Class AAA girls state champion. That's for certain. Yes, okay. we will. All right, and then the Class AA boys semifinals. I know Fairmont Senior defeated Winfield 2-1. to one. What happened with yep. RCB and Charleston Catholic? RCB uh, beat Charleston Catholic 4-1 to one and looked looked very strong. Yeah, definitely. Class AAA girls semifinals, Oak Glen, I know, defeated Winfield 1-0. And how about the Bridgeport-Charleston Catholic? Uh, Charleston Catholic ended up winning 4-1. to 1-1 one. One, one at the half, and then the second half they uh, opened it up a little bit. All right, so that sets up the championships for tomorrow. As we mentioned, at 10.30, Class AAA boys, it will be Cabell Midland taking on George Washington. And then 45 minutes after that final, Class AAA girls, Morgantown will take on Hedgesville. And then tomorrow morning at, uh, that one jumps up on me, at 9.30, it will be the yeah. Class AAA Girls Finals. It'll be Charleston Catholic taking on Oak Glen. And then Fairmont Senior and Robert C. Bird will play 45 minutes after that one. you got another full day tomorrow. Uh, and I, Is the weather supposed to be nice in Beckley? I know it's going to be cold again, but still pretty nice. Yeah, it's going to be nice. and I, I think we'll be in the upper 40s by afternoon. Okay. So. It uh, should, should be a more comfortable day for us. I do remember one year where you had to move that to Charleston because of all the snow in Beckley. Uh, yeah, that, that was before our time. Um, <laughs> before your time. The new guys in the office. But yeah, <laughs> before my time. <laughs> right. And uh, but, but I heard that was the case because of snow. Right, right. Hey, Greg, I know it's been a cold day for you. I appreciate you giving me some, uh, some time tonight on game night, and we get those scores out there and set up the championship game, and we'll go over those again later on in the program, okay? 
That sounds good. All right, Thanks, my man. Fred. I appreciate it. There you go. That's Greg White, Greg White, Craig Reed, Assistant Executive Director of the WVSSAC. Let's uh, stay with the phone right now. And uh, Joe Stevens joins me. Joe had the Hurricane St. Albans game tonight. All Hurricane Redskins, Joe. Hey, Fred, with a playoff spot on the line for the Hurricane Redskins, they put the ball in the belly of Christian Hill and the senior tailback led his team to an impressive 38-12 to win over the visiting St. Albans Red Dragons here at Redskins Stadium. The Skins came into the game ranked 17th and with some help will probably be playing next week after everything shakes out, but you'll have all those facts and figures in a little bit. The Skins got on the board first early in the first quarter when Hill blasted in from a yard out. Hurricane finished out the first quarter on a Cole Bumgarner 27-yard field goal. The score went to 17 to nothing when Austin Womack hit Abel Cunningham from 11 yards. St. Albans finally was able to put some points on the board when Hunter Payne took it in on an impressive 71-yard run for a touchdown. Then Hill put the final points of the first half on the board with a 17-yard run. In the third quarter, Nate Barnes scored from 12 yards out, and Womack connected with Ryan Moses from 9 yards out to make it 38-6. to in the fourth quarter, Coach Jeremy Taylor of Hurricane cleared his bench, and St. Albans was able to score late in the contest. It was a memorable night for Hill, who was playing his last game here at Redskins Stadium. Hill gained 218 yards to go along with his two scores. The yardage allowed Hill to top the 1,000-yard mark for the third straight year and put him over the 4,500-yard mark during his first four years in as a Redskin. As the score comes in, Taylor and his players now will be finding out if they play another game this season. And I guess you'll have all those facts and figures in just a little bit, Fred and Dave. The final again here at Redskin Stadium, Hurricane 38, St. Albans 12. Thank you, Joan. Just tell your friends at Hurricane High School, don't put away the football here, okay? Yeah, yeah. I think you're safe. Yeah, I think you're going to be playing. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Let's go now to... Uh, Jeff Dalton, Jeff, Nicholas County, Princeton, good win for the Grizzlies. Yes, sir, Fred. Um, Zach Odell with seven carries for 93 yards and three touchdowns led the way. <coughs> Excuse me. And the Grizzlies prevailed 36-6. to And we're looking to you to give us some insight on the playoffs. Yeah, well, well, we'll be able to do that probably in about, uh, I'm thinking an hour. We'll have some final stuff for you. So uh, just keep game night rolling and we'll get there, okay? All right, we sure do appreciate you guys. All right, thank you, Jeff. We appreciate you. Let's go now to Eric Little. Eric had the call of the game, Parkersburg South and Parkersburg, and the Big Reds came to play, but the Patriots, just a little more firepower tonight. Absolutely, and I don't know that the Big Reds were able to counter Brandon Penn. Uh, Penn with five touchdowns tonight for Parkersburg South. He threw for three to different receivers, Landon Francisco, Dylan Day, and Jeffrey Tucker, not in that order sequentially. He also ran for a score, but he had a 30-yard scoop and score on Parkersburg High's first offensive play of the second half uh, that I think really, uh, I hate to say it was a death knell, but it, but it certainly uh, was not the start to the second half that PHS wanted. South led 20-7 to at the half, and you know to get the ball back if you're PHS, you had to think that, okay, maybe there's a chance to get back in this game. That is not the way things went down, as uh, Penn, with a scoop and score, uh, provided the uh, the only the, the first defensive score for Parkersburg South uh, this season. Three touchdowns in the air on 217 yards, 63 rushing yards for Penn. 
just a big night. He also had three interceptions on defense, too. Yeah, no question. A uh, big, big win for Parkersburg South. And, uh, again, that's a rival game. You don't know how it's going to go. Parkersburg ends the year at 5-4. and four. Uh, a very nice nine and one regular season for Parkersburg South. We'll see what happens to those guys in the playoffs. Eric, appreciate it, my friend. Let's go now to Dave Thompson. Dave had uh, the Wayne and Polka game, and uh, this was Dot's time. Yes, it was, Fred. Uh, I got to say, the final score was thirty-two to nothing, uh, but it's actually Ethan Payne's night. <laughs> We've heard it's that before. Ethan carried the ball 15 times for 226 yards and four touchdowns. His brother, Toby, caught the ball five times for 99 yards and one touchdown. And then Jay Cook, was the quarterback, was eight for 15 on passing for 114 yards, and he scored a touchdown. And the kicker starcher. He made two of the extra points. You so, go over to the Wayne side. Uh, Aaron Atkins was, I guess, you say uh, Harmon's workhorse tonight. He carried the ball 15 times for 70 yards. Uh, Preston Childs was seven carries for 32, and Gunner Harmon was three of seven for 20 yards. And that was about it. I mean, the second string just about was all in on the fourth quarter. There you go. All right, Dave. Hey, buddy, I appreciate the update. Thank you, sir. Let's go now to Chris George, Bridgeport, and Philip Barber. And as much like everyone expected, all Bridgeport tonight, Chris. Yeah, Sam Romano, a senior uh, transfer from Notre Dame, came in this past summer, enrolled, had a great senior season tonight, opened the game with a 78-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, added two touchdown receptions as well in the first half, had three catches for a buck 25. Bridgeport raced out to a 42-0 halftime lead, and they trimmed the quarters to eight minutes in the third and fourth, the clock fourth quarter. Bridgeport wins this 48-0 to improve to 9-1. Everybody got in tonight. Uh, the varsity only played one quarter. You got the JV, even the freshman team. The kids moved up and got some time in the second half as well. So everyone got to play tonight. Bridgeport should be locked into that number two slot next week. And the playoff will start. So there you we'll go. See what happens from here on. All right, my friend. I appreciate it very much. Uh, let's see. Where am I wanting to go? Let's go to Matt Perry. Matt had the game with Spring Valley and uh, Huntington. Good ball game, but uh, everyone expected it to be, Matt. Hello, Matt. You with me? I am with you. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine. Uh, good win for Spring Valley, but uh, always a tough game when those two rivals meet up. It is always a difficult game against the Huntington Highlanders, and tonight was no exception. An absolute dogfight here on a cold Highlander mountain. Spring Valley scores 19 points in the first half, but are held scoreless for in a half for the first time this season. They hold on, though. They defeat Huntington 19-11 to after a final Huntington drive ends with an incompletion. Spring Valley locks up that three seed, and they guarantee themselves those first two home games. There you go, and that's so very, very important. That's for certain. Both teams, of course, we knew are in the playoffs already, and it'll be uh, 
first time in a long time that I can remember the Huntington Highlanders starting the playoffs on the road. They're usually at Bob Sang Stadium in that first round, but not this time. Not this time, but I'm telling you, after the eye test that I saw with Huntington tonight, they are going to be a nightmare in the first in the first round of the playoffs. Going on the road, they're going to be a dangerous team. Spring Valley had their hands full. They were shut down completely in the second half on offense. Huntington showed what they were made of tonight. Spring Valley hasn't been stopped like that by anybody, save for Cabell Midland for a few quarters earlier this year. Uh, Huntington's going to be dangerous, but on the Spring Valley side, they took care of business. They have their two home games, and they have to be happy with it. There you go. Matt, I appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk with you later, okay? It's always a pleasure being on your show, and thank you for having me. Thank you, Matt. Matt Perry with the game there. Let's get you caught up on some scores. A lot of finals coming in to our high school game night scoreboard. Scoreboard brought to you by Comax Business Systems, your full service. Conicum, an old to dealer. David. All right, Fred, two 10-0 teams going into the playoffs in AAA. Martinsburg, a winner last week, not playing here in Week 11. And joining the Bulldogs at 10-0 in the playoffs, AAA number 2 Cabell Midland as the Knights have just finished off a 62-21 win at number 13 South Charleston. So Cabell Midland is 10-0 and and locked down that number two spot heading into the playoffs. Also at number three and number four, finishing at 9-1, third-ranked Spring Valley did all its damage in the first half at number eight Huntington, winning 19-11, all Spring Valley's points coming in the first two quarters tonight. Number four, Parkersburg South, also 9-1. The Patriots beating number 11, Parkersburg, 49-14. Big game for quarterback Brandon Penn. He ran for two touchdowns, threw for three more, also had three interceptions defensively in the Patriots' 49-14 win. Number six, Wheeling Park has won at number 16, John Marshall, 48-28. The Class AAA Chick-fil-A Game of the Week. Number 7, George Washington, holds on at home to beat number 10, Capital, 20-16. Number 9, Greenbrier East, beating number 14, Riverside, 25-6. Number 12, Spring Mills, an 8-point winner at home over Hedgesville. The Cardinals are in the playoffs 6-4 with a 28-20 home win. Number 15, Preston, falls on the road at Brook tonight, 26-12. Hurricane knocked off St. Uh, Albans, 38-12. Big game for Christian Hill, 218 yards rushing for Hurricane, and he found the end zone twice. Ripley shuts out Ravenswood, 36-0. Jefferson, a six-point winner at Washington, 34-28. All right, those are the final scores that we have in Class AAA, and here you go. Class AAA playoff pairings, unofficial, but I'd go ahead and take it to the bank, okay? Uh, Now, we don't know what time, what day these teams will play, uh, but again, uh, this is from our very own Joe Bricado, who is uh, very diligent with the way he tracks this stuff, and this is what it looks like in Class AAA this year. Who finished number one, David? Martinsburg. (laughs) Very good. Martinsburg will host number 16, Preston. Number two, Cabell Midland. Cabell Midland will play host to number 15, Riverside. Okay, so Riverside stays in, and so does Preston with their losses tonight. Number three, Spring Valley. 
will play host to number 14. This hurricane jump hurricane. up to 14. Hurricane. The Hurricane Redskins. Number four, Parkersburg South. And the Patriots will play host to number 13, the Black Eagles of South Charleston. That leaves number five, Musselman. And Musselman will play host Parkersburg? to number 12, Parkersburg. Okay. Because that means with Spring Mills' win, it jumps over Parkersburg right. in the rankings. Number six, Wheeling Park, will host number 11, Capital. Okay. With Capital's loss, it drops from drops 10 down. to 11. Number seven, George Washington, will host number 10, Huntington. Okay. Wow. What a big move for Spring Mills. And number eight. Greenbrier East, they will host a playoff game next week. And it must be Spring Mills. They get number nine, Spring Mills. So Spring Mills gets a huge jump up. They go from 12 to nine with their win tonight. and uh, Other teams losing is what really, yeah, which really helped them. Yeah. John Marshall getting beat. That knocked John Marshall out. But again, and these are unofficial, but again, Joe Bricotta does a great job. And the dates... And the game times, and coaches, you're listening, we love Friday night <laughs> games, just saying. But uh, it'll be Martinsburg hosting Preston, number two, Cabell Midland hosting number 15, Riverside, number three, Spring Valley hosting number 14, Hurricane, number four, Parkersburg South hosting number 13, South Charleston, number five, Musselman hosting number 12, Parkersburg, number six, Wheeling Park hosting number 11, Capital. Number seven, George Washington, hosting number 10, Huntington. And number eight, Greenbrier East, hosting number nine, Spring Mills. You want to talk about that George Washington-Huntington regular season game? That was a heck of a football game. Yes, and I was actually thinking about uh, Musselman going from four to five. You're right, George Washington and Huntington, uh, back when, um, was that, yeah, George Washington and right. Huntington, and uh, that was a 31-30 GW win back on September 13th. Yeah. It was a heck of a ball game. Yeah. Heck of a ball game. So that'll be a repeat. Need to take a break. We come back. We'll have more scores for you. We'll go back to the phones. The phone bank is lit up. We'll get to the phone calls. And we'll be looking to get double A and single A as well. Stay with us on High School Game Night. Get tonight's scores on the high school football page of WVMetroNews.com. Now back to MVB Bank High School Game Night. Welcome back in High School Game Night. Fred Persinger and Dave Jacklin with you. This is week number 11 of the high school football regular season final week of the regular season. And that means teams will be finished except for 16 in each class. We've given you the unofficial Class AAA playoff pairings. And we'll get to the double A and single A here in just a little while. Right now, back to the phones we go. Fred Persinger, the second, joins us. Bluefield and Woodrow Wilson. Beckley mm, scores 15. Found a little bit of offense tonight, Fred. Yeah, actually, uh, the best performance. And, and, and very interesting stat in this game. Beckley loses the game 48-15 to 15 to Bluefield. But Beckley ran 83 plays in this game compared to just 22 for Bluefield. Beckley had 83 plays for 334 yards. 
Bluefield had 22 plays for 347 yards. Leading the way for Beckley tonight, junior running back Hezekiah Creasy, 28 carries, 170 yards for Bluefield. J.J. Davis, seven carries for 181 yards and three touchdowns. Bluefield, very explosive, took the opening kickoff back, 84 yards by Jawan Green to start the scoring off. And uh, Beckley was able to get a couple of scores late in the game, but uh, Bluefield, very impressive. They improved the 9-1 and one in all likelihood, locking up that number four seed in Class AA for Beckley. Finished the season at 1-9. and nine. Beckley now out of the MSAC Conference. Uh, we'll have some changes to their schedule next year. And uh, for Beckley fans, they look forward to basketball, which starts on December 13th. They always do in Beckley look forward to basketball, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun time, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, for Beckley football, uh, it's going to be exciting next year, getting a couple of old rivals on the schedule with Princeton and Oak Hill uh, coming back on the schedule. So that's some good news to have some good rivalries in the southern part of the state. Uh, for Beckley, but uh, uh, Coach Street's a rat, not the wrestling coach anymore, so taking some time to spend with family, and he'll get uh, this Beckley football program going again uh, very soon. All right, Fred, appreciate it, my friend. Or my son. All right, thank you, buddy. <laughs> we'll talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fred Persinger the second. He's more than a friend. He's my yes. son. Uh, Brian Johnson joins me now. Ripley and Ravenswood battle for the hatchet, and Ripley comes through. They do, Fred, you know, uh, Good way for these seniors to end 2019 after a three-game losing streak. They're able to come home and take care of Ravenswood tonight uh, for the sixth consecutive time and hang on to the hatchet. So those 20 guys are going to leave Memorial Stadium for the last time as a player with a uh, pretty positive feeling. Yeah, no question about that. It's uh, certainly uh, a good feeling to end the season on a winning note, Brian. Uh, you know, high hopes when the season started. You guys got out of the chute really quick, and then injuries and uh, whatever, but uh, at least you can end on a win and over a rival. That's always impressive. Yeah, injuries and turnovers, Fred, really a big problem for the Vikings this year. They had a lot of untimely turnovers. Um, and uh, weren't able to overcome those. They had four games that uh, were a possession one way or the other. You look back at Riverside, you look at Marietta, you look at Greenbrier East, and also Princeton are four games right there. You sit here at four and six at the end of the year, you win two of those, maybe even one of them, and you're into the playoffs. So certainly a season of near misses for the Vikings, but hopefully something that the underclassmen can build upon and grow on through the offseason and and this win will help him do that for sure. Yeah, no question about that. All right, Brian, great job as always, and uh, have fun with basketball, okay? Hey, Fred, I appreciate it. Real, real quick before I let you go, I want to thank you and Dave and all your staff for what you guys do for high school football across the state. We appreciate you, and I don't know if we can tell you that enough. You guys do a wonderful job. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. I, I appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk soon, okay? Uh-huh, sounds good. There you go. That's uh, Brian Johnson, the voice of the Ripley Vikings. Coach Williams joins me now. Coach, uh, uh, heck of a game tonight. Oh, absolutely was. Uh, we came came over to uh, Sissonville tonight. They were, uh, for their senior night, they were uh, pumped up and excited. So it, it was a big win for us. And we uh, we came right, right out of the gates and uh, – Put a score on the board uh, early with a Josh Huffman run, and uh, Sissonville answered uh, right back, and it was a defensive uh, defensive effort uh, that we can be proud of the rest of the way uh, through the second quarter and the second half, uh, only giving up 
that single touchdown on the night. Uh, a, a pass to Cameron Bennett in the second half put it up uh, 14 to seven, and Sissonville had the ball driving on the one yard line. It was fourth down and goal on the one. Our defense held a uh, big play by our defense, and then we rode the back of our senior running back, uh, Josh Huffman. We went 99 yards, punched in the game game sealer with about a minute and a half left and held on for the win. Uh, Josh Huffman finished uh, finished the night great ball game with 13 tackles on defense, and he rushed the ball 20 times and had about, uh, I think it was 125 uh, yards on the ground uh, tonight, two touchdowns, and uh, the Raiders uh, pull off a big one on the road. Such an emotional season for Roan County. You have to be so proud of the young men finishing with three straight wins and finishing the year at five and four over 500. Uh, it, it really was, and we knew coming into the year that we were going to be going to be a good ball team. Uh, just so much adversity that these guys had to go through all year long. That's uh, it, it really it, it, that puts a backseat on it. But these last three games, they were they were so focused on finishing and showing that uh, showing what they can do, and I, we really believe that they've. They've proven themselves these last three weeks, and uh, you, you couldn't be more proud of a group of guys. And, and they wanted to go out a winner, uh, and they did just that. They did indeed. Um, and I think we found out uh, over the course of the season, uh, Roan County, a winner in more ways than one, just not on the football field, Absolutely. Coach. Absolutely. Yeah. We appreciate your time, and uh, best of luck, okay? Thank you, sir. There you go. Coach Williams from Roan County's Raiders. We're joined now by head coach Nick Bardick of Fairmont Senior. The Polar Bears, once again, in the regular season, undefeated in the rival game at East-West Stadium against the East Fairmont Bees. 53-0 final tonight. And uh, I know a lot of your starters, Nick, didn't get a whole lot of playing time, but still, uh, you get ready for the playoffs as the number one seed, and uh, you can't do any better than that. Uh, yeah, in terms of a regular season, you know, it's uh, it's long. You know, it's uh, it's long. It's a sprint all at the same time, and keeping these guys uh, focused. Uh, you know, staff did a good job, and our kids did a good job amongst themselves of uh, of staying disciplined and getting to this point. And yeah, now we look forward uh, to next week. Fairmont Senior, your Polar Bears finish at 10-0, and Coach. And I want to take a, take a uh, quick second ask about the defense. All season, only two teams scored more than 10 points in a game against you. Buchanan Upshur in week number one scored 14. Bridgeport scored 15. Everybody else was either shut out or held to seven or less points. Talk about defensively how strong this ball club has been. Everybody talks about the offense at Fairmont Senior. Your defense has been great all year. They are, and then the thing is, yeah, it's mostly the same guys. So, yeah, it's not like we're tuning in a new uh, defense uh, in terms of personnel. But our guys do a good job of uh, knowing the defense, knowing their rules, understanding their keys, where they're supposed to leverage. Uh, they adjust to alignment, formation well. They adjust in motion well, communicate. So uh, we have good experience in terms of guys that play, uh, on defense, and then uh, you know we have guys pretty smart. You know, one on the offensive side, so we're able to kind of scheme the way we can. And then same is true on defense. 
and it doesn't help or hurt. Uh, it helps when, uh, you know, you have talented guys in the box, and uh, they do a very good job of, uh, one, not just being good football players and working hard, but they also understand what they're supposed to do. There you go. Nick, congratulations, buddy, on a great regular season. Best of luck in the playoffs, and we'll see you Sunday uh, afternoon in uh, Parkersburg, okay? Yeah, see you Sunday. All right, my friend. Thank you, sir. There you go. Head coach uh, Nick Bardick of those Fairmont Senior Polar Bears will join now by our Zeomilm Architects and Engineers Scholar Athlete of the Week. We've said this young man's name quite a few times on yes, game did. night, uh, but always in a playing situation. Uh, his team finished the regular season last week. Jeb Boyce joins us now. Uh, Jeb, of course, from a Parkersburg Catholic. Jeb, welcome in to game night. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure, and uh, congratulations on being selected as this week's ZMLM Scholar Athlete of the Week. Jeb Boyce is a senior at Parkersburg Catholic, 3.76 grade point average, plays football, basketball, baseball. So, uh, again, once the uh, football season is officially over, you're just going to jump right into basketball, aren't you, young man? Uh, Yes, sir, I am. Talk about your Parkersburg Catholic season this year. Obviously, as a junior, it was a lot in the backfield carrying the football, but then this year as a senior, when necessity called, you played a lot of quarterback as well as running the football. And Maybe talk about your senior season, playing a little bit of quarterback, which you had not done before, and just the ability to step in for the Crusaders and play wherever your head coach needs you. Uh, yes, sir. Actually, um, my freshman year, our senior quarterback got hurt in the opening season, opening game of the season. So I played a, I started a few games of quarterback in but since then I didn't really throw the ball much. But uh, I told coach whenever he needed me, uh, just to put me there, and I'll give our team the best chance to win. That's what single A football is all about. Numbers are usually down, and certainly at a private school, even more so. Uh, you just have to step up and help the team wherever you can, can't you, Jeff? Uh, yes, sir. Um, we're used to playing with small numbers, and uh, we always seem to make it work. So uh, everybody's got to play, uh, know how to play every position, and uh, you never really know what coach is going to ask you to do uh, each Friday night. Well, you're going to make my co-host very happy because Jeb's plans are to major in business and then possibly go to law school. Yeah, not a bad bad route to go. And plan on attending WVU, Jeb, in the fall. And talk about your plans to uh, major in business. What's kind of the – the, the forecast for you, when you look in your crystal ball as a, as a business major, what, where do you kind of see Jeb Boyce going in the years to come? Uh, yes, sir. Um, I'm really interested in finance, so I'm doing business finance. Um, I'd like to work in investments and uh, hopefully, like you mentioned, uh, get into law school. But uh, if that doesn't work out, I'm going to give uh, business finance to back me up. So, Jeb also volunteers with the Parkersburg Women's Club with the Backpack Program, an altar server at his church, volunteers for the American Red Cross, helps with local food drives, various other community activities throughout the school. How long do you have time to play sports, my friend? I've, uh, I've always been a three-sport athlete, so uh, I'm used to running around constantly. And um, uh, my parents helped me out a ton getting everywhere I needed to go before I could drive and uh how I can drive that makes life a lot easier. There you go. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Uh, you will be receiving something nice from uh, the sponsors of our high school game night scholar athlete, ZMLM Architects and Engineers. We appreciate your time this evening, okay? 
Thank you for having me, sir. There you go. That's Jeb Boyce from Parkersburg Catholic, our ZMM Architects and Engineers Scholar Athlete of the Week. ZMM Architects and Engineers currently working with school districts throughout the state to update their 10-year comprehensive educational facilities plans. This evaluation and planning process critical to ensuring West Virginia students are provided the safe and productive learning environments they need to help ensure a successful future. Before we get right back to the phones, Class AA, unofficial, unofficial pairings are in, and this is the way they will shape out. We don't know the day or the time of the game. We'll find that out Sunday in Parkersburg. Number one. Fairmont Senior. Fairmont Senior will host number 16, the Winfield Generals. So Winfield makes it in at number 16. Number two, Bridgeport. The Bridgeport Indians will welcome an old foe. Number 15, Lewis County. The Minutemen are in at number 15. Number three, Polka will be home to face a team that, boy, really fell down by cause of a loss tonight. North, number 14, North Marion. North Marion, yeah. yeah. The Huskies of North Marion dropped to number 14. The number four ranked Bluefield Beavers will host <clears throat> number 13, Liberty Harrison. So Liberty Harrison gets in at number 13. Number five, Kaiser. The Golden Tornado will host number 12, Wyoming East. The Warriors will travel to Kaiser. Number six, Oak Glen will get number 11, Man. Number seven, the and Shady real, Spring. Whoa, real what? quick, what? I've been mentioning the undefeated teams in Double A, and I failed to mention Oakland earlier. Oakland is one of those undefeated teams mm-hmm. in Double A. They're at ten and zero. So I didn't mean to cut you off from going over yes, to number seven. I well, just <laughs> I wanted to make sure we gave Oakland their props. Well, I hadn't mentioned that I'm yet. I'm glad you you did it because it it makes for a little more pause. Because right now there's a couple of tiebreakers that are still out there. See, and I knew that, and I was yeah, trying to give you some time. Right now. There's a tiebreaker between eight and nine. So I tell you what, I, right now it shows number seven, Shady Spring, hosting number 10, Mingo Central. And then number eight could be Frankfurt or Shady, hosting number nine, Nicholas County. So, man, if, that's, if, if Shady Spring falls to number eight, they will host Nicholas County, and that's always some kind of game those two teams play. Yeah, I was just kind of looking at the uh, the teams were kind of jockeying around. Obviously, Frankfurt dropping back with its loss tonight to Kaiser. And uh, Bluefield, with its win over Beckley, stays at number four. Kaiser kind of slots in at that number five. They were a co-number four to start. And you're right, we'll kind of keep track on those bonus points and see exactly how seven, eight, nine, and ten play out. This next guy seemingly always gets the great games. Chris Lawrence joins me now. You had a good one tonight, my friend. Boy, we, we, you got that right. I tell you what, I was telling my broadcast partner, Jake Flatley, I've been covering football here in the Kanawha Valley, oh, 19 years now, and this is the first time I've ever done a game where George Washington or Capitol, either one, went a half without scoring an offensive touchdown. It was the most incredible first half of football I've ever seen, most uncharacteristic for these two. At the half, it was 7 nothing Capitol, and that was a pick six by Logan Spurlock, was the only scoring in the first half. Defensively, they were both playing lights out. But in the second half, Capital took the opening kickoff, and they got their offense rolling, and they built a 13-7 to lead, missed the extra point. But GW answered right back with R.T. Alexander, the quarterback. Uh, he finished off a long, sustained drive with an eight-yard run, and uh, that cut 
that that cut the lead to fourteen to thirteen, and they took the lead for the first time in the game, fourteen to thirteen. Uh, then we went to the fourth quarter, Fred, and that's where things really got exciting. Capital drove inside the twenty yard line, but the defense of George Washington stopped them. They uh, got a Spurlock field goal from twenty five yards away to retake the lead, sixteen to fourteen. Capital was on top. And then Alexander led his team down the field for the winning score, hitting uh, Braden McAllister with 6.20 to go in the ball game underneath the goalpost. And uh, they, they went for two to try and extend the lead and protect against the, uh, the touchdown um, difference in the game. They missed the two-point conversion, but uh, GW's defense stepped in and held capital out and took the victory tonight 20-16 to over the Cougars. GW completes a 7-3 and season probably one of the most improbable finishes that I would have suspected after I called their game against South Charleston when they lost the first, first game of the season. I thought, man, they have got a lot of problems. It's going to be a rebuilding year. And then they went 0-2. And, and then out of nowhere, apparently, there was a, uh, a skull session at GW, a meeting of the minds, and everybody had a gut check, and they flipped the switch, and everything went in a different direction. And... Uh, they gained confidence, and that confidence started to build on itself. Then they got victories, and victories breed more confidence. And here they are. They have earned themselves a home game in the playoffs next week. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, <clears throat> when we went over and we looked at the AAA playoff schedule for next week, we'll find out the times come Sunday. But uh, <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see how they do in uh, their game as they will be the number seven seed and they get the Huntington Highlanders. Yeah, and uh, I, I haven't made the decision official yet, but I think that we will probably do that game on uh, 580 WCHS in Charleston. And it, it's really fortunate for George Washington because, Fred, they didn't lose a game all season long here at home. They've won every home game this year. There you go. And uh, that, includes, that, that includes the win over Huntington. Yeah, that was a great ball game. All right, Chris, appreciate it, my friend. All right, buddy. Thank you. Let's go now to Keith Thompson and Keith uh, – Shady Spring and or Shady Spring is in, but you had Wyoming East and Liberty tonight. Yeah, Fred. Uh, you know, which was a good game. You know, up until about four minutes to go in the third quarter, uh, Shady and uh, I mean, excuse me, I'm used to saying Shady. Uh, Liberty and Wyoming East. You know, trading scores back and forth. Caleb Bauer, of course, the difference in this ball game. I had him for 20 carries, 267 yards, and five touchdowns, and to end the ball game. Uh, Wyoming East, after going down 27 to 20 with about four minutes and some change left in the third quarter, they go on a 20 to nothing run, and they win the game by a final of uh, 40 to 27 over the the Liberty Raiders. Liberty ends their season at four and six. East now goes to eight and two and uh, in the playoffs. And understand from what I heard you guys say, probably play Kaiser. Is that right? Uh, there's a tiebreaker that we're still waiting on to kind of finish out. But uh, right now it shows that Shady would either finish at number seven and host Mingo Central, or they could finish number eight and host Nicholas County. Well, that would be fun. Oh, it's always fun when those two teams get together, isn't it? Oh, yeah, because the last two, I tell you what, last year over there, this year at, at Shady, last play of the game, both right. games. So, you know, that's that's what you want. There you go. What you want. All right, All right my buddy. friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Fred. There you See go. You. That's, uh, and he said Shady as well, just like I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys just kind of, yeah. <clears throat> Let's talk now to Jason Toy, Cabell Midland, and South Charleston. And, uh, boy, I'm telling you, Jason, Cabell Midland just uh, – very, very impressive. 
you know, offensively, just able to move the football uh, uh, quite a bit here tonight and against South Charleston. Senior night here at, at South Charleston High School, 62-21 final score. Midland jumped out early on the opening drive, and uh, J.J. Roberts has kind of led this team offensively, defensively here tonight as well. He ended up with three touchdowns, nine carries, 128 yards for the Wake Forest commit. Uh, Jacob Cottle, one of the leading rushers uh, in MSAC, he finished up with two touchdowns on 126 yards on 18 carries. Uh, Jackson Fetty, seven carries, 93 yards, and three touchdowns on the night as well. So uh, Cavill Midland took advantage of short field to work with. They, as a matter of fact, scored two touchdowns in the first 50-plus seconds of the uh, second half after uh, mistakes by South Charleston. And in a game like this, and South Charleston trying to battle for a playoff opportunity, they just couldn't make mistakes like they did tonight. And Cavill Midland was able to capitalize off of them, come away with the 62-21 win. 10-0 for the second time, but a perfect regular season for the second time in school history. So uh, a pretty good run here for Cavill Midland and looking towards the playoffs. There you go. And uh, the way it shapes up right now, looks like you'll get Riverside uh, in that first round. And South Charleston still made the playoffs at number 13. They'll go to Parkersburg South. So uh, still everyone playing, and it's uh, it's always fun, right? It should be. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. It's, it'll be crazy next weekend down in the Huntington area, Cabell, or Cabell Midland. You know, not knowing yet, obviously, we'll know Sunday on when they'll play and what day they'll play. But, you know, Marshall plays on Friday night down there against Louisiana Tech as well. Spring Valley will be playing a home game as well, too. So it's going to be crazy in that part of the state. No question about it. Hey, I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. There you go. Let's join Mike Goddard right now. Mike, Greenbrier West, big win over Mount View. Yes, sir, Fred. Uh, pushed the Cavaliers to 9-1 and one on the season, and uh, we're really happy to be back in the playoffs. We had a four-year playoff drought here in Charmco. When you look at this ball club, uh, finished the regular season at 9-1, and one. Mike, uh, what's their strength? Well, we, we play really good defense, and we run the football really well. Um, seen a lot of people uh, talking about us here and, and kind of questioning our passing game a little bit, but uh, tonight... Uh, our quarterback actually uh, rushed for over 100 yards and uh, threw for 70, but it was uh, Noah Brown that carried the load for us again tonight unofficially. We had him with 237 yards and uh, two touchdowns here tonight. Well, no, nice performance, no question, and uh, here probably in the next 15, 20 minutes we'll know who they're going to play in the playoffs, so stay tuned, okay? All right, thank you, Fred. Appreciate there you, it. There you go. That's Mike Goddard. We're joined now by Jeff Soup Campbell. Great win tonight, buddy. Fred, it wasn't easy, though. It was a scoreless game at halftime, and Greenbrier East gets on the board with a Kyle King uh, six-yard run with 6.20 to go in the third quarter. Then the Marion Lawson show, which started in the first half, continued in the second half. Fred, he finished up 28 carries for 179 yards. He scored three touchdowns, all coming in the fourth quarter on runs of 9, 9, and 25 yards. And uh, Spartan 7-3, and three, and as you said earlier, they're going to be at home in the playoffs next week for the first time since 1998. 98. I'm trying to figure that out because I was looking at another site, and I would I would certainly refer to you because you would know. Uh, who did they host I in 19? 19- I lived it. I lived it, Fred. I was there. I know. Yeah. I know. Who did they host in 1998? Uh, uh, East was a seven seed and lost at home to a ten seed Buckhannon and Upshur team, 13 to seven. Okay. Okay, because I, I saw some 
And now we can't trust that website we've been going to. No, we can't. Because you, can't you can't trust them. Give me a call. You got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, because they had that as a road game. And that's where we were all confused because we thought that was a home game right. as well. And uh, so anyway, but hey, 1998 is a long time. And congratulations to Greenbrier East for getting back in. And, and obviously, 25-6, getting it done on the road. And got a great quarterback in Kyle King. And obviously, Marion Lawson just put you guys on the back with those three fourth-quarter touchdowns to make sure you had that home game. Yeah, I mean, everybody does a great job tonight. Defense really stepped up. And I can't say enough for the job that Rayleigh has done as head coach. Right. You know, his eighth season now. I mean, from the first day I met him, Fred and Dave, he started talking about building a culture, building a program. And the Spartans back-to-back winning seasons, back-to-back playoff appearances uh, for the first time since 97 and 98, three playoff appearances in five seasons, 15, 18, and 19. And, uh, to, to host a playoff game is kind of that next step in terms of building a program and, and, and continuing to build that culture. So I just can't say enough for the job that, that Rayleigh has done as head coach, and uh, I'm, I'm just happy for him tonight, and along with all these players as well. Definitely. Safe travels to Morgantown tomorrow, buddy. I appreciate it, Brad. I'm in uh, currently in an undisclosed location in Kanawha County, and I'll be there uh, Saturday morning. There's no such thing as an undisclosed location in Kanawha County. You know that, don't you? I mean, it everybody is for me right now. Everybody knows where everyone <laughs> is. Undisclosed. You're something. You know it's that. almost as good as the time like, when he. Do you like that? Wait, real quick. I, I got to go take a break here. Real quick. What's the name of the restaurant? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if I tell that, you're going to know where I'm at. It wouldn't be undisclosed the, the, anymore. The, greatest, the, the second greatest <laughs> comment Jeff's ever told us was when he told us about like these Halloween burgers or oh, something yeah. like that years yeah. ago. Oh, that was at Burger King. That was, that was good stuff, man. I still think about that around Halloween time. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have them anymore. That was a black burger. I remember, it was, yeah. it was like the Black Whopper or something like that. I mean, uh, I mean, you look at it and it looks hideous. Yeah. And that was yes. like the greatest thing I've ever had. I still remember <laughs> you telling us about that. You're crazy, man. <laughs> Drive safe. Safe for travels. Okay. Thank you, Soup. Hey, thanks, guys. See you. Right, there you go. That's Soup Campbell, the voice of the Green <laughs> Brown East. Bar. We have indeed. Got to take a break. We come back with more scores. Stay. By the way, before I go, yeah. I need three scores. Yes, sir. Three scores. Van at Richwood. Now, this one, I think I can make a phone call and get Logan and Herbert Hoover. Come on. Scott Logan and Nitro. And Scott and Nitro. Those three. Scott, Nitro, Logan, Herbert Hoover, Van, Richwood. That's the three scores I need. 1-800-765-8255. Or you can text me in 304. Is that an undisclosed number? No. 304-222-1605. <laughs> you know the scores. 304 222 1605. These days, if you want to get ahead, you have to have a college degree. But you don't have to go far from home. And you don't have to go to a big school where you're just a number. Check out Concord University. At Concord, you'll be welcomed by a caring staff and you'll get the kind of attention you need with our small class sizes, highly qualified faculty, and rigorous programs. No matter what path you choose, let Concord prepare you for a successful career or to go on to a grad or professional school. Check us out at concord.edu. Coming to Morgantown this fall to watch the Mountaineers? Why not make Bridgeport your home base for every Mountaineer game day? Just down I-79 from Morgantown with an abundance of convenient lodging and fabulous local dining and shopping options. Bridgeport is the perfect spot to make game day a part of a fun and memorable weekend getaway. Learn more about all there is to do at greater-bridgeport.com. 
This is Randy Dameron with a message to all motorcyclists. With the colder weather upon us, keep in mind that proper winter storage of your motorcycle will help ensure a safer ride when the warmer weather returns. Simple things like an oil change, fuel stabilizer, battery maintenance, and don't forget the T-clock inspection before getting back on the road. Here's a note to motorists. When we experience warmer days, although it's wintertime, remember, you should be aware of motorcyclists and share the road. Look twice for motorcycles. The West Virginia Governor's Highway Safety Program, saving one life at a time. Stick around. MVB Bank High School Game Night continues in two minutes here on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. We used to think all lung cancer was the same. Now we know that each tumor may have a different genetic makeup. Several different molecular types of lung cancer have been identified. By performing molecular testing on a lung cancer tumor, doctors can try to determine what's causing the cancer to grow. It's a different way of looking at lung cancer because lung cancer can affect anyone. The young or old. Smokers or non-smokers. You or me. Knowing the molecular profile of my tumor helped determine my treatment options. Anyone can get lung cancer and not all lung cancers are the same. Talk to your doctor to see if molecular testing is appropriate for you. Visit lungcancerprofiles.com to learn more. That's lungcancerprofiles.com. A public service of six leading lung cancer advocacy groups with support from Pfizer Oncology. Owning a home is the American dream, but today's economy is challenging. Have you fallen behind on your mortgage payments? Many homeowners facing financial difficulty often feel lost and don't know where to turn for help. The airwaves are filled with offers of fast and simple relief. However, many find these offers often lead to damaged credit, higher debt, and ultimately the loss of one's home. If it seems like there's no way out, know there is legitimate help available. The National Foundation for Credit Counseling is a nonprofit organization that has provided answers and concrete solutions to consumers in situations just like yours for more than 60 years. Our certified housing specialists will work with you to review your finances and create a custom plan that's right for your specific situation. NFCC member agencies provide free and affordable help and meet U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development standards. Call 866-687-6322 or visit mortgagehelpnow.org. We'll recap all of tonight's scores tomorrow morning on the scoreboard. This is MVB Bank High School Game Night. Welcome back into the program. Fred and Dave with you until midnight tonight. All you have to do is ask, ask yeah. and you get it. All three scores that I needed, and they all came to my phone. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and I put that number out yeah, there. Yeah, put the number out there. All scores are final I'll, uh, for the guys uh, over at the other building. I'll update the next one here in a second. But uh, Richwood beat Van tonight, 42-14. Herbert Hoover knocked off Logan, 56-28. to and the other score needed was Nitro defeated Scott forty-one to twenty-seven. So now the uh, rich, the Richwood you had a picture of the scoreboard. Yes. Okay, because that we forty-two fourteen or forty-two twenty-one. Forty-two. Four, well, wait a minute. Hang on. Now you messed me up. 
Well, just trying to make sure what you have and what this, our scoreboard has. Is scoreboard the same. says forty-two twenty-one. Okay, that's what our scoreboard here says. That's okay. what the scoreboard says. Yes. Okay. So, okay, just making sure we're on the right spot. That's what it says. That's the picture of the scoreboard with the lumberjack on it. I love that scoreboard. Oh yeah, it's like the grizzly on the Nicholas County yeah. one. Yeah, that's great stuff. Great stuff. Okay. I appreciate. Anyway, it. all right, back to the phones we go. <laughs> it's, it's just it, talking amongst it's yourselves. It's a live show, folks. You know, you just have fun with it. Uh, Brad Dingus had some fun tonight. Coach, welcome in. Hey, thanks for having me. Ah, uh, nineteen to eleven, man! It's always a great game when you two teams hook up. It was wild. I mean, it was. Uh, I tell two halves. I thought uh, the first half we pretty much dominated, and then the second half I thought we tried to do everything to give it away. But uh, you know, give Coach Seals and, and his kids credit. I mean, it was a hard-fought win. But anytime you go up there and get a win, it's a good thing. Spring Valley head coach Brad Dingus with us following the Wolves 19-11 to win over Huntington. All 19 points, and you kind of mentioned this, Coach, came in the first half, and then Huntington shut you out in the second half. So my question was going to be, what was the difference between the offense in the first half and the second half? Was it more of what Huntington was doing in the second half or your execution in the second half? Well, I... Most of the game in the second half was played uh, with their backs in their own end zone. I mean, they, uh, you know, they blocked the punt on us, um, had us pinned back deep most of that half, and, and you know, we we had a bunch of penalties, and then they they recovered an onside kick. So I mean, our, our defense was out on the field a lot, and uh, you know, it, you get the ball inside your own twenty, it changes your play calling, and we had to be a little bit conservative and end up being a barn burner. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, yeah, I'm sure you know you'll be the third seed, and uh, well, they'll decide the times and the dates coming up Sunday when we meet in Parkersburg. Uh, but again, when you look at it, you get Hurricane, and uh, I, I think Hurricane is a dangerous ball club. I really do. Yeah, uh, they're very dangerous. I know we played them week two, and it, it was a ball game, and uh, – you know, they've, they've had a couple bad breaks and, and some things, but, you know, they're very capable of winning football games. And uh, it's – it's you go 9-1, and one and a lot of times it's not a it's not a real great draw, but, you know, it is what it is. And we got another MSAC game, and, you know, at least it's at our place this time. When I take a look at your ball club, Coach, all season, everybody's talked about – uh, the way you've been able to shut down teams defensively. How do you take a look at how the defense has played all year for your Spring Valley ball club? I mean, I take a look back at the last three weeks. You shut out St. Albans. You shut out a really good Ashland Paul Blazer team, and, and you hold Huntington to 11. You shut out Capital back a couple weeks ago. George Washington, you held to six. I mean, all season long, your team has played so well on the defensive side of the ball. What has been the keys as the head coach takes a look at what your Wolves have done defensively? Uh, it starts up front. Our D-line's done a great job of uh, controlling the line of scrimmage. and You know, our secondary's played great. Um, you know, they're, they're not the, the fastest guys, but they're tall and long and really physical. And if you do catch a ball, you're going to pay for it. So, you know, we've got a good linebacking core. I think our, our linebackers have more picks than our DBs right now. So, um, you know, it's a collective effort. There you go. I think our leading tacklers in the 40s, so um, it's very spread out. That makes for a, a nice game. That makes for a nice team, though. Everybody knows they have a part to play, and you never know who you have to call upon to to be the, quote, hero, unquote, of that night. 
yeah, it's been a different kid every night. And, uh, uh, you know, that, that's the greatest part about these guys. They love each other. They're, it's, a, it's a brotherhood here, and, and they're, they're all best friends. And they, they want to play for the next guy beside of them. So it's, uh, it's a fun group to coach. We'll see you Sunday after Sunday morning, really, Coach, okay? All righty. Thank you, yep. Brad. Appreciate it, sir. All right, thank you. Uh-huh, that's Brad Dingus, the head coach of the Spring Valley Timberwolves. Class single A, we're going to give you the scores here in just a second, but here are the unofficial unofficial playoff pairings for class single a number one doddridge county doddridge county will get number 16 madonna madonna did make it in okay they were concerned about that but they did get in number two ritchie county ritchie county will get number 15 south harrison number three will be pendleton county pendleton county will get number 14 moorefield i think that's a dangerous team in these playoffs i do Number four will be Greenbrier West. The Cavaliers will get number 13, Tug Valley. Mm. Number five, the Williamstown Yellow Jackets. They lost the first game of the season and the last game of the regular season. They will play host to the Tug Valley. Oh, wait a minute. That can't be right. I'm sorry. Greenbrier West gets Tigerts Valley. Tigerts Valley, not Tug Valley. I just saw the T and the V. And I no, thought, no, Tug yeah. Valley. Makes sense. It's Tigerts Valley. Number five, Williamstown, will get number 12, Tug Valley. Number six, St. Mary's, will get number 11, Cameron. Number seven, the Tulsa Rebels, will get a very dangerous team. And number 10, Wheeling Central Catholics Maroon Knights, the reigning state single-A champs. And number eight, the Midland Trail Patriots, will get number nine, the Cougars of East Hardy. Now, we have all three, thanks to Joe Bricado again. He just does an excellent job for us, and he went 48-48 last year, so hopefully he does the same thing. So there you go. That's uh, That's the finals there as far as the playoffs go. Let's get you caught up right now on some class single A scores brought to you by Comax Business Systems. Your full service, Konica, Minolta dealer. Well, Fred, that's kind of like reading the end of the book first. (laughs) And, you know, here's the playoffs. Here's how we got here. Here's the uh, chapters that led up to it. And in single A on week number 11, number one and number two were in action, Doddridge County and Ritchie County. They were both on the road, and they both scored over 40 points in road wins. Number one, Doddridge County, winning at number nine, Tigers Valley, 46-7. Big game for Hunter America again for Doddridge County. America, 192 yards rushing and four touchdowns. Quarterback Noah Bumgarner also had a touchdown pass in the game. Doddridge County beating Tigers Valley 46-7. The Rebels of Ritchie County, the second seed in single A, winning at Calhoun County. Final score 48-12. Number three, Pendleton County is 9-1 as the Wildcats at home beating Berkeley Springs 63-14. Number four, Greenbrier West, two touchdowns from Noah Brown, 237 yards on the ground, and the Cavaliers at home beating Mount View, 44-12. Number six, Tulsa wins at Hannon, 42-6. The Chick-fil-A Class A game of the week, and Tyler consolidated losing at number six, St. Mary's, 43 to 34, and that loss by the Silver Knights is what got Madonna in as the 16th seed of the playoffs. So that Tyler consolidated nine-point loss at St. Mary's is what put Weirton Madonna into the playoffs. That was our Chick-fil-A Class A 
game of the week. Pocahontas County was a winner over Midland Trail, 49-13. Number 10, Wheeling Central beating Magnolia, 52-6. 15th-ranked South Harrison doubling up Tucker County. The Hawks, 6-4 regular season, beating Tucker, 60-30. Buffalo over Wahama, 36-14. Clay Battelle shut out 100 51 to nothing. Meadow Bridge, 6-4, an 8-7 win over Gilmer County. Valley Wetzel knocked off Payton City, 37-19. Richwood doubling up Van. The Lumberjacks winning at home, beating the Bulldogs, 42-21. Webster County, offensively, Webster County just could not be stopped all season, 51-8 was the win over Montcalm. Webster County finishing the year 4-6. and six. Scoring points was never a problem for Webster County the entire year. Stopping teams is what's going to keep Webster County out of the playoffs. Had a tough schedule, scored a boatload of points. Won tonight 51-8. But defensively is where the Highlanders just could not quite get over the hump all year. And uh, Webster County 51-8 winners over Montcalm tonight. And Wirt County shut out Trinity of Morgantown, 35 to nothing. The win for the Work County Tigers finishes off their year at four and six. There you go. That's a complete look at the class single A scores. Need to take a break. When we come back, we'll get back into the class double A, triple A scores as well. Plus, we'll go over the brackets again. And again, let me let me quit to say those are unofficial, but I feel very very confident. We'll try and get that tiebreaker for you if we can. Yeah between uh, Frankfurt and Shady Spring to see which one finishes seven, which one finishes eight. They're both will be hosting a game. Just depends on who their opponent will be. Take a break. We're back with more on game night. School in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk. Follow your team's journey to Wheeling every Friday night here on MVB Bank High School Game Night. Welcome back into game night. Fred and Dave with you on this Friday, November the 8th. Wow. November the 8th. Time to get you caught up on some scores. Our scoreboard brought to you by Comax Business Systems, your full service. Konica, Minolta dealer in Class AAA. I guess there was, what, one and a half upsets tonight? One and – yeah, I got you. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll go with that. And it was not at the top. Number no. two, Capital Midland took care of uh, business and finishes the regular season at 10-0. and The Knights go on the road to number 13, South Charleston, and run over the Black Eagles 62-21. to J.J. Roberts, three touchdowns. Jacob Cottle scored twice. Nicholas Fetty found the end zone three times in the Knights' 10th win of the year. Number three, Spring Valley, 19 points in the first half. Hold on to beat number eight, Huntington, 19-11. Number four, Parkersburg South over number 11, Parkersburg, 49-14. Brandon Penn, three passing and two rushing touchdowns. In the Patriots' victory, number six, Wheeling Park, a 20-point win at number 15, John Marshall, 48-28. The Chick-fil-A Class AAA Game of the Week, number seven, George Washington, beating number 10, Capital, 20-16. Number nine, Greenbrier East over number 14, Riverside, 25-8. Number 12, Spring Mills knocked off Hedgesville, 28-20. Brooke beat Preston, 26-12, 26-12, but the Knights still qualify for the playoffs. They were the number 15 seed coming into tonight. They finish at number 16 and will play at Martinsburg next weekend. Hurricane makes the playoffs, beating St. Albans 38-12. to 
Ripley shut out Ravenswood 36 to nothing. And it was Jefferson, a six-point winner at Washington, 34-28. And in case you missed it uh, unofficially, the playoffs for Class AAA next weekend. Number 16, Preston at number one, Martinsburg. Number 15, Riverside at number two, Cabell Midland. Number 14, Hurricane at number three, Spring Valley. Number 13, South Charleston at number four, Parkersburg South. Number 12, Parkersburg at number 5, Musselman. Number 11, Capital at number 6, Wheeling Park. Number 10, Huntington at number 7, George Washington. And number 9, Spring Mills at number 8, Greenbrier East. Need to take a break. We're back with more. Stay with us on Game Night. Finding an affordable college with the right campus environment is pretty easy. Just check out Glenville State College. Their tuition rates have held steady for three years, and graduates tell them that they're glad they chose Glenville State. Glenville State has a variety of two- and four-year degree programs that can be earned on campus or online. Start your journey as a pioneer today. Visit glenville.edu apply. That's glenville.edu apply. Coming to Morgantown this fall to watch the Mountaineers... Why not make Bridgeport your home base for every Mountaineer game day? Just down I-79 from Morgantown with an abundance of convenient lodging and fabulous local dining and shopping options. Bridgeport is the perfect spot to make game day a part of a fun and memorable weekend getaway. Learn more about all there is to do at greater-bridgeport.com. Stick around. MVB Bank High School Game Night continues in two minutes here on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. We used to think all lung cancer was the same. Now we know that each tumor may have a different genetic makeup. Several different molecular types of lung cancer have been identified. By performing molecular testing on a lung cancer tumor, doctors can try to determine what's causing the cancer to grow. It's a different way of looking at lung cancer because lung cancer can affect anyone. The young or old. Smokers or non-smokers. You or me. Knowing the molecular profile of my tumor helped determine my treatment options. Anyone can get lung cancer and not all lung cancers are the same. Talk to your doctor to see if molecular testing is appropriate for you. Visit lungcancerprofiles.com to learn more. That's lungcancerprofiles.com. A public service of six leading lung cancer advocacy groups with support from Pfizer Oncology. Owning a home is the American dream, but today's economy is challenging. Have you fallen behind on your mortgage payments? Many homeowners facing financial difficulty often feel lost and don't know where to turn for help. The airwaves are filled with offers of fast and simple relief. However, many find these offers often lead to damaged credit, higher debt, and ultimately the loss of one's home. If it seems like there's no way out, know there is legitimate help available. The National Foundation for Credit Counseling is a nonprofit organization that has provided answers and concrete solutions to consumers in situations just like yours for more than 60 years. Our certified housing specialists will work with you to review your finances and create a custom plan that's right for your specific situation. NFCC member agencies provide free and affordable help and meet U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development standards. Call 866-687-6322 or visit mortgagehelpnow.org.
Covering high school football in West Virginia, it's MVB Bank High School Game Night with Fred Persinger and Dave Jecklin. With number 11 of the high school football season, 21 games played tonight in Class AA. David? All right, Fred, let's start at the top where number one Fairmont senior met its rival East Fairmont, and the Polar Bears finished the regular season 10-0, a 53-0 win over the Bees. Number two Bridgeport, 9-1, beating Phillip Barber by a final of 48-0. Big game for Ethan Payne and third-ranked Polka with a win in Week 11, beating Wayne by a final score of 32-0. In the win by Polka tonight, Ethan Payne, four touchdowns, 226 yards. Number four Bluefield beat Beckley 48-15. Co-number four's meeting in the Chick-fil-A Class AA game of the week, and Kaiser beat Frankfurt 35 to nothing. Number 15, Liberty Harrison beating number eight, North Marion, 21 to eight. Number 10, Nicholas County, a 30-point winner over Princeton, 36 to six. Co-number 11's meeting and Mingo Central beat Winfield 55 to 20. Have to tell you about the night for Dalen Goad. The quarterback for Mingo Central, seven passing touchdowns, 582 yards through the air as Mingo Central beat Winfield 55-20. Number 11, Wyoming East beat Liberty Raleigh 40-27. Number 14, Mann over Chapmanville 33-8. In single A, number 14, East Hardy beat Petersburg 26-6. Double-A, number 16, Lewis County wins at home, beating Grafton 26-13. Clay County over Braxton County, 16-6. Elkins beat Buchanan, 46-20. Logan was doubled up at Herbert Hoover. The Huskies beat the Wildcats, 56-28. Point Pleasant over James Monroe, 43-14. Lincoln County shut out Sherman, 32-0. Nitro with two touchdown Win at home, 41-27 over Scott. Westside drops the game at Oak Hill, 41-14. Robert C. Bird finishes 5-5, beating Lincoln, 30-3. And Roan County wins its final three games to finish 5-4. Roan County beating Sissonville tonight, 20-7. Did you have stats on how many points Ethan Payne had tonight did you get that I had Ethan Payne had four touchdowns 226 yards on the ground and and we have that right you go ahead and mention you got that there in front of you yeah Ethan Payne became tonight with those four touchdowns he became West Virginia's all-time single season scoring record holder that award was previously held by Kurt Warner from Pineville High School, who went on to play his college ball at Penn State, yeah. then went on to play in the NFL, Seattle a lot. But anyway, 1978 was when Kurt Warner set that one. And boy, that was, what, 41 years ago. Yes, and Ethan Payne, and, and the, I think it was a tweet he put out, said very humbled right. to have been able to um, set that record. And, and the way his junior year ended with the injury and uh, Polka losing the final two games, the 10th game, of the, the final game of the regular season and first game of the playoffs. Really great for Polka for that offensive line, blocking for Ethan Payne all year and for the Payne family and for Ethan to come back after the injury last year to have such a strong season this year. Need to take a break. Back with more. Stay with us. Get tonight's scores on the high school football page of WVMetroNews.com. Now back to MVB Bank High School Game Night. Did you know that Comex Business Systems offers managed IT services and managed voice services? 
Comac's 24-7 remote monitoring gives you the peace of mind you need, knowing they always have your networks back. Check it out at Comax Business Systems, ComaxWV.com. Let's check out some single-A scores. All right, Fred, thank you. The top of the single-A bracket has all held serve tonight. Number one, Doddridge County knocked off number nine, Tigers Valley, 46-7. Number two, Ritchie County rolls at Calhoun County, 48-12. Number three, Pendleton County was at home and beat Berkeley Springs 63-14. Number four, Greenbrier West is 9-1. The Cavaliers beat Mountview 44-12. Number six, Tulsa, 36-point win at Hannon, 42-6. The Class A Game of the Week brought to you by Chick-fil-A in single A. It was number six, St. Mary's beating Tyler Consolidated 43-34. Pocahontas County, a 36-point win at number 8 Midland Trail, 49-13. Number 10 Wheeling Central beat Magnolia, 52-8. Number 15 South Harrison beat Tucker County, 60-30. Buffalo over Wahama, 36-14. Clay Patel shut out 100, 51-0. Meadow Bridge, an 8-7 win over Gilmer County. Valley Wetzel takes out Payton City, 37-19. Richwood over Van by three touchdowns, 42-21. Webster County over Montcalm, 51-8. And Wirt County shuts out Trinity, winning at home. The Tigers take this one, 35-0. There you go. Look at all the final scores. Uh, We need to take our final break, and when we come back, uh, we will take a look at uh, the playoffs that we have right now. And again, unofficial, but we feel pretty good. We'll recap all of tonight's scores tomorrow morning on the scoreboard. This is MVB Bank High School Game Night. Welcome back into High School Game Night. Final couple of minutes of the program. Real quick, soccer state championships tomorrow at the Paul Klein Memorial Sports Complex in Beckley. Class AAA boys semifinals. It will The finals will be Cabell Midland against George Washington. Girls AAA will be Morgantown against Hedgesville. Class AA boys, the championship game Fairmont Senior against Robert C. Bird. Class AA girls, it will be Oak Glen against Charleston Catholic. Some great games coming up next weekend. By the way, we will have all of the times and the dates and everything for those games on our website, a Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, the AAA meetings at nine, the double A's at 11 and the single A is at one. And that will correspond with the times they'll be on our website. They give you breakfast and lunch. No, they don't know. Okay. <laughs> you used to have breakfast at the, uh... well, they have, I don't know okay. what it is. Hey, but it's going to be some good games. Yeah. If, if these, if the numbers hold out to what we have right now, I mean, Hats off to Preston getting in the playoffs, yes. and they get to go to Martinsburg, but but they're in, and all programs have to kind of restart somewhere, and uh, that's what Preston will have next week. And, and the same for Riverside. You look at the 15 and 16 seeds in AAA, you've got Riverside and Princeton. Congratulations, those programs. Not get... Princeton. Preston. Preston, not Princeton. Sorry. Yeah. No, right. uh, yes. One day, West McKinney and Princeton, Princeton, maybe. Princeton would love no, to do Preston that. Preston and Riverside is what I meant to say. I appreciate all the coaches that called, all the play-by-play guys. That's what makes the show happen, and we appreciate you for listening. We'll talk with you next time on Game Night. MVB Bank High School Game Night has been brought to you in part by the West Virginia Department of Education. 
by ZMM Architects and Engineers at the forefront of school design in West Virginia, online at ZMM.com. By CareSource, individual and family health insurance. By Concord University, hashtag it starts with you. By Comax Business Systems, your full-service Konica Minolta dealer. By the Greater Bridgeport Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bridgeport, your home base for every Mountaineer football weekend. By MVB Bank, your most valuable bank. And by Nature's Mountain Playground, Pocahontas County, West Virginia. Join Fred Persinger and Dave Jekyll next Friday night for another edition of High School Game Night, an exclusive presentation of Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. All rights reserved.